okay, we're out. We're Love Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. For some reason, my music did not work today. Good morning, my Welcome to the Best Life Cafe. My name is Kathy Anello, and I am here today with my co-hostess, Carrie Butler, and we have a very special guest today, author and speaker and CEO, Mary Shores, who has just, well, I'm not sure if just just, but won the Writer's Workshop for Hay House and has a brand new book coming out called Conscious Communications, your step-by-step guide to harnessing the power of your words to change your mind, your choices, and your life. Coming out August 22nd, 2017, but you can pre-order it now. And Mary, good morning and welcome to the Best Life Cafe. Good morning, ladies. I am so excited and thrilled to be here today. Yay, we are too. We are too. (laughs) So Mary has been recognized as a leader of innovative thought. She's described as a revolutionary thinker. She has spent over a decade teaching businesses and individuals how to inspire. Comes from humble beginnings, tragedy like uh, most of us in our lives, and she really overcame that adversity. And she became, A, the youngest owner of a collection agency that really prided itself on empowering consumers, but she's also the innovative creator of this groundbreaking conscious communication systems. But before we dive into that, I first want to offer super uber congratulations for winning the Hay House Writers Workshop. Uh, having been uh, a participant in that and knowing the process and the work that goes into proposals, I am in awe and I'm so excited and I'm wondering if you could just share that part of the story with us to start out today. Yeah, I'm, I am happy to. Um, well, the, the writer's workshop that I went to was a little over two years ago. So it was in March of 2015. And it was actually one of the highest attended writer's workshops that they had ever had. And to be honest, I'm so glad I didn't know that at the time because <laughs> it would have scared me to death. Um, Mike Dooley was the featured speaker. I'm sure it was someone different when you went because I think that the one I was at was one of his first ones. And to be honest, when they called me, it was Patty Gift, who is a high-level executive at Hay House. When she personally called me to tell me that I had won the one first prize, I thought she was a telemarketer from Hay House wanting to sell me something. (laughs) And I said, and I'll never forget, I said, and I, I was a little bit in shock, but I said, I, I'm going to need to get your name and number and give you a call back. And then I got up out of my chair, and I sort of walked around in, in one of those, like, was that a dream? Did that just happen? What just, what just got said to me? And then in, about an hour later, I called her back, and she just said, I loved your book proposal, you know, your, your book, your mission, your, what you stand for yeah. is in direct alignment with Hay House, and we would love to publish your book. Oh, my God. You're, like, bouncing off the wall. And, it, you know, people that don't write, it, I mean, really writing is such an art. And, it, you know, and I know from, from studying your work that you thought your whole life, I'm not a writer. And here you come to win one of the most, in my personal opinion, prestigious, you know, contests that they have out there for writers right now. And so uh, what, what brought you to Hay House? You know, where, where did Hay House come into your world? Because, you, you know, you were going through a lot of stuff. And, and so maybe we could talk a little bit about that and how you even got to Hay House. 
I, I love that question, and I love this this story. I'm actually getting chills just thinking about it. But um, sometimes I, I say this little joke, and I, t- I go like this. I think I'm one of those 2012 shift people. Remember the, the <laughs> shift? I say, I think I'm one of those 2012 shift people. And this is what I remember. It was sometime in 2012, and I was in my bathtub, and I like to watch YouTube. And YouTube's very intuitive. You know, it, it just suggests videos for you. And um, a video came on, and it was, um, Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. Prior to that moment, I had never heard of Louise Hay. I probably was familiar with books of Hay House because I was, you know, a big fan of Wayne Dyer and Deepak Chopra and (laughs) Abraham Hicks and all the people who published through Hay House, but I'd never heard of Louise Hay. So her documentary came on, and I just went into a flood of tears, like my entire body was crying Mm. right there in my bathtub, and I watched the entire 90 minutes in my bathtub and my body went cold, and I jumped out of the tub at the end of it, and I just remember saying, Louise Hay is going to publish my book. And I I just had that moment where I, more than anything in the world in that moment, I wanted to publish a book, and I wanted to publish a book through Hay House. And anybody who writes, you know, you always have all these different books in your mind. So I yeah. thought I wanted to write a book called A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Transformation because I felt like <laughs> I was somebody who was always hungry for a life breakthrough. You know, I always went to all these workshops Great because title. they always pro- they always promised a breakthrough, right? And I would go mm-hmm. to the workshop, and it's like, where the F is my breakthrough? I thought I was going to be breaking through, and I'm still the same person. And so I felt like I was always asking for this breakthrough, but spirit had to, or whatever, the universe, you know, whatever language you like to use, had to drag me kicking and screaming through my breakthrough that I had been begging for for years. And there was something about Louise Hay and her gentleness and and pitching this idea that wasn't like go to $10,000 workshop and change your life. It was change your language and change your life. You know, that's what she was really all about. And um, pretty quickly after that, I went to Miraval. She was running a women's retreat, and Louise Hay quickly became my idol. Um, I, the book idea I had at the time was I wanted to write a book about a hundred women and it was just going to be sort of a coffee table book with, um, I was going to choose a hundred women whose stories I felt were greatly impactful. Um, for example, there was a woman at the time I was quite obsessed with because her son is Jake Barnett and her son, um, I saw him on 2020. And he was 12 years old at the time, maybe 13, and he was being interviewed by Morley Safer on, it was either 2020 or 60 Minutes. I think it was 2020. But Morley Safer, (laughs) this kid is a genius. And by this time, when he was 12, he was a sophomore at UCLA. And the story was, he's autistic. My son is also autistic. So right away, you know, that got my attention. But the mother was really, to me, the piece of the story because she was saying, you know, when he was in the second grade, I realized something was up, and I I went to my community college to take this astronomy class, and I went to the professor, and I said, you know, I don't have any daycare. Can I just bring my son to class? And somehow the professor let her bring him. And at the end of the semester, she said, you know, he's come to all the classes. For fun, can he just take the final? And he ended up getting the highest score in the whole class, he was like eight years old, 
taking this astronomy class. And, of course, then that led to all kinds of miraculous things. But um, he was a physics professor or physics study by the time he was a sophomore in college, and he's getting interviewed on Morley Safer. And Morley Safer is asking him, where do you get all this information from? And the kid goes, well, I get it from the fourth dimension. What are you talking about? And it was just such a moment for me. But I felt like what the mother had done. So, so I wanted to find 100 women whose stories were like that. Of course, this book never happened, but, you know, it's kind I of fun. I still dream about it. Happen, <laughs> <laughs> right, well, Steph, I just put I it out. I, and I thought, you know, my, my idea was that I would come up with a template interview and I would ask all the women the same questions, like the same 10 Love questions. It. So it's out in the universe. If someone wants to write that book, you know, that's fine. <laughs> but what, the reason I tell this is because sometimes the book you think you're going to write is not the book you write. I agree with that. I, I really do. And I wanted to say that uh, I thought it was interesting that you said the shift of 2012. That is when my life took a dramatic turn. So when, right when you said it, I was like, oh, my God, I have to investigate that. That's, that's so good. <laughs> Well, That's you know, so cool. the, I think it was just a moment where I really dove myself back headfirst into personal development. So I'd always been a personal development person, but at that moment I really became a junkie. So I, you know, like I mentioned, I went to this women's retreat. It was actually the last women's retreat that Louise Hay taught herself along with uh, Cheryl Richardson. And that was um, – just a really cool thing to do where, you know, you're investing in self-care, you're learning, but at the same time, I was also going to see Brian Weiss and Panash Desai and Tony Robbins and, you know, I went to Date with Destiny, which that um, documentary just came out recently that mm. has everybody, you know, really excited about Tony Robbins, and they should be because he's amazing. Yeah, he's he's pretty brilliant. I um actually did the fire walk with him. Oh and yeah, I remember, I've done tons of those. Yeah, I mean, but it was so funny because like there were five thousand people in the room, and we were all thinking like that the fire walk. I don't know if you had this experience as well, Mary, or not, but the we thought like the fire walk was like the graduation, you know? Oh, and like he <laughs> you do literally it the first night. Yeah, he's like, what the heck are you guys? He goes, do you honestly think that I'm going to stand here and talk to you for four days? Like, and you guys think that you're going to, at the end of it, like, do the fire walk? He's like, no, you are all scared to death to do this fire walk. I'm not going to, your mind is so distracted right now from this fire walk that we're, we're taking it, we're dealing with it tonight. And the whole room just, like, went, what? Like, so it was, uh, it was quite magical I have to say but so Mary you did you said something about you know like 2012 your your kind of your road to to um, personal development and stuff and I know that you have like the the science of it as well as the spirituality of it so tell me a little bit or tell our listeners a little bit about like the science versus the spirituality like I know you love Mm -hmm. Bruce Lipton I love Bruce Lipton as well how do, you, how do you mesh the two? Do you mesh the two? You know, how does that work for you? Well, ever since I was a, a young child, I've been sort of what I call a gypsy scholar, meaning that I'm so fascinated with all of this, this mystical side of things, but I have an equal propensity and just a 
sponge for scientific information. And I think that I just understood somehow from the time I was very young that science and spirituality were the same thing using two different languages. And when you think about Mm -hmm. it that way, Mm -hmm. it's the same thing. They're just using different words. So spirituality would say we need to go within. And neuroscience would totally back that up because everything that we're understanding about neuroscience, neurogenesis, I mean, neurogenesis is just like my newest obsession because it's all about how we're creating new neurons. Um, And, you know, that goes into neuroplasticity. There's also, you know, neurochemistry, which is what is actually creating a feeling in your body is, believe it or not, the, the chemicals that your brain is emitting in every given moment and how that melds with the nervous system to spread those spread those chemicals throughout your body, through your lymph system. And it's all just a magical dance of what's happening, but it it really stems from ourselves. So spirituality would talk about the idea of alignment and how you have to get your thoughts, your words, your feelings, and your actions in alignment with what your goal is and that you have, you know, you've been born with greatness inside of you and we all have this purpose that we're striving for in this lifetime and I would say that science backs up every single one of those, th- those ideas because your thoughts are going to contribute to the chemicals in your body, which is going to create a feeling on what I call a frequency scale that's going to determine the action you take. And the actions you take or the choices you make are going to determine the results you get. And so it's, just, you know, it's the same thing using a different language. So whether we want to understand it through scientific principles or whether we want to understand it through spirituality, we're really going to the same place. So honestly, it doesn't matter. I love that. I love that. Um, So um, you you talk about um, living in alignment a lot, which I love. Like I am, you know, like I bow to Abraham. I just like he's, you know, and so when I listen to Abraham, you know, I hear that word all the time, living in alignment. And I would have never, ever thought to put a scientific spin on it. You know, I just think that's so cool. But tell me how you, how do you strive to live in alignment? How does that work for you? I, I'm very fascinated by what you just said. And if if it's okay, I'd like to speak to that for a moment about putting the science the alignment thought of Abraham. I think because I, because I have a tendency to be so scientifically minded that sometimes the esoteric sayings can be a challenge for me. And the reason that I was able to really create a definition of this thoughts, feelings, words, and actions in alignment was because I actually didn't understand what alignment meant. And I was really struggling with that. It was like, get an alignment. What the heck does that mean? That doesn't even make sense mm-hmm. to me. I was, it was so foreign to me that it honestly took me years. And I was on stage. I was in the hot seat for, with Abraham talking directly to her. Wow. And <gasps> that, Sorry, <laughs> that was also part of my 2012. <laughs> that was part of my 2012 story as well. And she told me, she, Abraham, whatever, told me I was one of the most powerful manifestors that they'd ever seen. And I finally took me another couple years to believe it, but that's how I know. My friends call me the Rosetta Stone of manifestation, and so I'm finally ready to own that identity. But going back to this Uh. thing about about thoughts, feelings, and alignment, once I understood that when you are – 
when your thoughts are in, are connecting you to your dreams, when your words and when your actions and your feelings are all in a in the direction of your dreams, that's when you're going to feel good. And when you're and then Abraham would call that, I guess, downstream. And then when you're working against your goals, that's when you're really going upstream. So it just I just wanted to say that if anyone else struggles with that kind of terminology, like, hey, I'm raising my hand because it took me forever to get that too. But for me personally, what it looked like was that if everything that I was doing needed to be moving me toward whatever my goal was. And so to break that down into a very simple analogy, it would be if I want to lose 20 pounds, then I needed to always be choosing things that were going to get me closer to losing 20 pounds. So my habit of eating M&Ms after peanut M&Ms, of course, every afternoon at (laughs) 3 o'clock with a cup of coffee was not getting me anywhere closer to this. And this is how I came up with what I feel is the, the the central purpose of my book, which is Cleanse or Clog, that if you can understand that everything you do, every thought you think, every word you speak, every action you take is either cleansing you or clogging you, then your decision-making process becomes a no-brainer. So take the job that is in alignment with your dreams. And if it's not in perfect alignment, find a way to make it in alignment with your dreams. You know, write, talk to the people who are in alignment with your dreams. Talk to people who are going to connect you to your dreams instead of spending time with those who constantly disconnect you through through their criticisms of your dreams. You know what I'm saying? Like when people just don't believe in you, don't yes, be around those yeah. people. You know, I, I just wrote a blog maybe a month or six weeks ago or something called Neuroscience is Sexy and Here's How It Can Change Your Life. And I did that right after watching a talk from this guy named Moran Cerf, and he said something that really blew me away, that actually when you spend time with someone else, it actually synchronizes your brain to their brain. So, you know, that old saying that we had, birds of a feather flock together, is now scientifically proven because they can measure your brain waves or whatever, and they know that if you are spending time with someone, your brains will synchronize just like how our women, you know, our periods synchronize. So think about that and really be careful who you are synchronizing your brain to. That is absolutely uh, right. That is the most fascinating thing because often when we are in the presence of other people, and especially if you have any empathic, you know, tendencies, you do just kind of pick up their feelings. You know, I've often done the feeling part, but to think about picking up the brain is is fascinating to me. And and I just wanted to speak a little bit more about alignment, um, you know, and and how people have had sort of hard times kind of defining what that meant. And Carrie and I talked about this yesterday, and I want to kind of get your take on it, because alignment for me is now a feeling. Like I know when I'm in alignment because when I'm out of it, I have a feeling of discomfort where it used to be I lived in the discomfort and, you know, once in a while felt good in an alignment and now I will strive to live in alignment and it feels bad when I'm out of it. And so I'm just wondering, like feeling-wise and science-wise, why is that? Like is there a way to... I feel like you've just discovered discovered alignment 2.0. <laughs> I and and, and here's why. so what you're talking about is the result of living in alignment. So the result when you're living in alignment is that you feel that contentment, you feel happier, you feel a certain way that um 
brings you higher in frequency. So in my book, I talk about a frequency scale, and this is sort of something that I used to talk about with my customer service trainings. I would say, you know, every time you talk to a customer, you're either raising them up the frequency scale or you're lowering them. Because if you're saying things that are frustrating to your customer, you're going to take them down the frequency scale, and your goal should be to move them up the frequency scale. So what I hear you saying when you're talking about Alignment 2.0 is that you're really have mastered, you've mastered a way to keep yourself feeling good, and here's the way that that pays you back. When you feel good, you create the chemicals, you create a chemical in your body that is a, that's a certain recipe that your body remembers as the feeling, as, as a feel-good state of being. And the more time you can spend in that feel-good state of being, the easier it is for you to stay that way. Now, I also yeah. want to I want to say this because it's very, very important that when you get into living your purpose and really going after your dreams, there's going to be a lot of times that you're out of your comfort zone. And we need to understand the difference between feeling out of alignment and feeling uncomfortable because you're out of your, you're, you're out of your comfort zone. Do you know what I mean? So I like really, when you yes. Only oh, talk, to that. That. talk yeah. to that mirror. When you hit on something that's your purpose or your dream, like writing a book or entering a contest or going for a proposal, you know, it should be something that both makes you super, super excited and scares you to death at the same time. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, but there's a difference between that and just utter frustration because life is overwhelming you. And so when you were talking about that feeling you get as a result of alignment, I think that the opposite feeling of that is when you're just in that desperate overwhelm and frustration, you know, and you just, you're in a hole and you really just don't know how to get out. You know, and, and I think that, that the more that, you know, you talked about how you went to a lot of workshops and you went to a lot, you know, you really were seeking that spiritual connection in yourself. And I think that that's part of getting in alignment. And so I urge, you know, our listeners and I'm sure your followers too, to really strive and do the work for that. And some of the stuff that you talk about in your book about the cleanse and clog, like I loved the theory of that because for me, it was like I, I was listening to something and you were talking about diet, and it was like so simple to ask yourself that question, is this going to clog or is this going to cleanse, especially when it comes to eating. Sort of everybody knows you can eat clean or you can eat, you know, not clean. So let's talk a little bit about cleansing clog and what that process was for you because I know you used it also in your business as well. And uh, so I'd love for you to share with us uh, that process. Yeah, so what, I, what I've thought about over the years is this idea of cleanse and clog and, you know, that, that it's, I learned that from Tony Robbins that anything you put in your body, it's either going to cleanse you or clog you. And then quite organically, I just started using it in business and saying that anything I do in business is either going to cleanse me or clog me. And then I thought, well, anything you do, Anything you do in your relationship, you're either cleansing that relationship or clogging it. So every conversation you have with someone you're having a relationship with is either building rapport or driving a, or driving a disconnection. Everything you do in your spiritual growth is either cleansing you or clogging you. Everything you're doing um, for in your finances is, you know, you're creating cleanses uh-huh. or clogs in your finances and also in your career 
and in your self-care routine. So I felt like, you know, if life is all about choices and, and we're really building our life by the choices that we're make in, making in every moment-to-moment decision, which is what I believe is meant by free will, then we need to understand how to make a choice that's going to be a connecting choice because the truth is at the end of the day, everything you say or do or think or feel is either creating a connection to the life of your dreams or it's driving a disconnection away from those dreams. And so cleanse or clog is just a really easy, simple way for you to check in with yourself and say, is going to this party going to connect me or disconnect me? Is you know, and sometimes it's going to be a yes, and sometimes it's going to be a no. And you can use your intuitive feeling to, to answer those questions. Or, like, for example, it's always great to exercise, but what if someday you have to say choosing to not exercise today is actually a cleanse because I know my body needs a, a break? You know, you need to have that, that break day. And so right. cleanse but- clog in your finances, same thing. You know, what are your cleansing choices in your finances? What are your clogs? I think in the book I use the example of, you know, how many times do you get a tax return and you use it like you just won the lottery and you go out and next thing you know you've got like a new big screen TV and you've, you know, but what are those, that's a thing, that's a material thing. How did it feed your soul? How did it, how did it grow you in any way to buy that big screen TV? Now, if buying that green big screen TV like is necessary because you're you're doing some sort of creative project where you need to see it on a big screen TV, then by all means that makes it a cleanse. But I have a feeling that sometimes we just buy things because we just want to buy things. That's a clog. <laughs> yeah, it just kind of feels good. But I think that one of the things you said was feeding your soul and feeding, you know, feeding your spirit. And, and there are a lot of ways to do that without going to have, you know, feed your retail therapy. What are some of the things that you do, uh, Mary, to feed your soul? Because I know you're busy. Well, I'm, a, I'm an avid vision I'm an avid vision board maker. I love to make vision boards, and I have these giant, giant vision boards. Um, they're wow. not just the regular poster board size, but they're the next size up. And then I go <laughs> to the hobby store, and I buy a frame, and I actually put my – I have these giant vision boards, and they're in frames, and I have them all over my house. I also um, – well, I just love to – I get this juice by helping other people change their life or by helping other people have that aha moment of how they can get closer to their dreams. And I believe that that is the reason why the universe gifted me with that Hay House book contract because I'm really all about it. Yeah, Mayor, let me ask you this because I just like I – I, uh, I'm just sitting here. I'm totally fangirling you right now, I swear. But So we talked about, like, you know, reaching our goals. But what do you think prevents people? Like, what gets in the way? Like, what gets in the way of our goals and dreams? I, I love that question. So I actually just wrote something on this the other day. I need to find it. But I think that one of the things is just believing that, you can't do it. So, like, for example, um, holding yourself back because you're afraid of failure or you don't want to look like a fool in front of other people. Um, Another reason is perceived limitations. So, you know, having a thought 
that stops you from believing in yourself. Like, who am I to do this? So that's very similar to when I was saying, you know, I want to write a book, but I'm not a writer. Um, I also think that a major reason we do not reach our goals is because we simply don't know how to. We, we don't know what are the steps to take to get us from where we're at now to where we need to be. And working in the credit and collections field, it breaks my heart every time I hear someone when they just make the assumption that they can't get approved for a loan, you know, because that's a perfect mm-hmm. example of, well, you don't even know the steps involved. How do you know you couldn't get approved? And I think lastly, we fail to make the necessary time you know, we end up procrastinating and we fail to make the Mm -hmm. necessary time involved. You know, you have to have sickening work ethic and focused. If your dreams are are business-related or some kind of action-related, you know, you've really got to make a huge commitment to making those goals become reality. And as soon as – and you can flip that switch in your mind – so that you, and as soon as you flip that switch, you can really make the most unbelievable things happen. Like, give me wow. an example of something that would you would be flipping a switch. Like, what does that mean? So for me, I would say the switch, the the flip switch was going from my mantra of being saying that I was not a writer, um, and it's mm-hmm. it, it's about your mindset. So let me find my card here for mindset oh I think I your might power be card the, yeah but I might be looking at the the wrong set of of cards but mindset is just really you know understanding what your belief is and so if I was constantly believing that I was not a writer then the idea that I would become a writer is never going to happen because I haven't put it on my menu yet so when I had the moment where I could clearly see the vision of my of my book coming to life, then I had that aha moment. I flipped the switch and I realized that the book was going to happen. I was writing the book and literally nothing was going to stop me from writing that book. So literally, uh, it's so- like you just, you like, like in my mind, I picture like, like all the pieces of the puzzle, like a zipper, like literally like the zipper just zipped up and everything kind of came into place. Like you were just like that thought in that moment, totally you became into alignment. Like, you know, spirit just like put you into alignment. It was like you knew that in your soul, right? Like it was the going back to that feeling of like, yep, there's this like, yeah. yep, this is what's happening. And and it's also to understanding, so having a growth mindset means that you know how you can turn every mistake into an opportunity. So, you know, those moments where you get weighed down because you didn't do something quite right in the past, you know, really understanding that you needed that moment to get to the moment that you are now. And I can tell you that you're absolutely right because when I made that decision, it honestly, it didn't matter if I won the contest anymore. It didn't, like my book was going to happen and it was going to happen regardless of Hay House. It didn't matter to me how it was going to happen. And I drove from Chicago to Champaign, Illinois in about, it's about a three-hour drive. And to me, it felt like 15 minutes because that's how much I was, in alignment with what was going on. I'll never forget because I was like screaming, scream singing, um, <laughs> I want to be a rock star. <laughs> <And> like, 
just just dance like you know when you're like dancing in your car as you're driving and I was in the car alone so I didn't care and I had the music blasting but I was creating excitement in my body which also you know that feeling is another thing that is one of the um one of the things that connects you to your dreams. So lately I've been talking a lot about power of personal creation, and that is these ideas like the power of mindset, the power of mastery, the power of words and authenticity, and all of these things that you just get one or two of those going in the right direction and things start to pivot. Yeah. I uh, so relate to that feeling. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to say that it it's really um, – I love hearing you say that you were in your car singing and excited, knowing that you had come from a really traumatic sort of, you know, devastated state in your life. A lot of things happened to you. And, and so I just love that visual, and I just wanted to say that. But I also wanted to kind of bring it back, and it's going to get a little deeper here for a moment, because I know that words, as empowering as words are, words also hurt us. And having come from a a place uh, that inspired my book from emotional abuse that I was experiencing on a daily basis, and I know that you had some of that in your marriage, uh, I wonder, you know, scientifically, I always knew that my cells were damaged, like because I was in a constant state of fight or flight on a daily basis for several years. And so I know that you sort of experienced that same thing, and what from that experience brought you to saying, I'm not going to allow these words in my life anymore. And I'm going to now, you know, quote unquote, words that work. Like how did that shift happen when you come from a place where you are triggered from negative words? You know, and I know Louise Hay had a little bit to do with that, but just talking about how words hurt and how words help. So I think that a big piece of this is endurance. You know, it's it's one hmm. thing to survive a trauma, and it's another thing to take your trauma and actually use it as a catalyst to to rebound, yeah. recover, and thrive. And you know, I think that um, actually understanding fight or flight was a bit it's a big part of the book it's a big part of all of my customer service trainings it's a big part of understanding the frequency scale because when you are living a life in in daily fight or flight then you're really um, living in also what the yogis would call a vidya you're not able to see things as they are because you're probably always seeing things um, through mud colored glasses or smudged glasses Mm -hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and the opposite of that would really be seeing, you know, people who see things in through rose-colored glasses, where they always see things better than they are. And so, one of my one of my understandings was I really needed to heal my nervous system, and I think that yeah. there are many, many ways that you can heal your nervous system. And words are one way. I think that um, self-care becomes such a huge component of what you let in. You know, using words as self-care would mean what words am I going to let in? I'm sure you're familiar with the the Emoto water experiment. I'm where, actually not. No. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so um, Dr. Emoto did this <laughs> yes. study with water, and he was taking photos, microscopic photos of water molecules based on what words were said or taped to a water bottle or, you know, different mediums. So a lot of people do it with rice 
where they they tape these jars, words on jars of rice, and they measure how moldy they get based on the words that are taped on it. And wow. always, always the words that are hateful words, those those rice jars get really uh, moldy and black. And it's just a what happens is those words that we're speaking are programming our cells and we we're literally making ourselves sick with all the self-criticism but you know it's one thing to understand that we're doing this to ourselves but when it's coming from another person you know you you yeah. you're you're kind of stuck in it if it's coming from your parent or or your spouse and how do you not let that ruin you and um Sometimes you're not even aware of it until you're out of it and you're on the other side, but you have to invest in getting better, like either through um, hypnosis, through through self-study, through even just giving your mind time to relax. I know that people with PTSD, you know, they've found lots of um, meditation to be very helpful. So what I did, I'll tell you something I did. I wrote a page of affirmations a day. And so, mm. you know, I decided a long time ago that, like, I'm I'm the self-proclaimed proclaimed protege of Louise Hay. And so <laughs> I literally took a piece of paper in a journal and every single day wrote out an entire page of affirmations. And it didn't matter to me if I just wrote the same affirmation over and over again. Um, typically I wrote different ones, though, because I wanted to challenge myself to write um, as many affirmations as I could. And so the result, I did that for one year, and the result was, wow. I mean, I have thousands of affirmations, number one, but uh, I talked to a hypnotherapist, and what she told me was that when you state something 2,500 times, that you're, you build a new neural pathway. So what I was, in a sense, doing was building new neural pathways in my mind because every morning the first thing that I did when I got up was I wrote one page of affirmations. Wow, wow. And and I, I get that. I had PTSD. I believe that everything that you are saying is like hitting hitting me, you know, hitting home for me because I did experience a lot of those things and I didn't know it until I was out of it. So I so appreciate that. I did not know that 2,500 times builds a new neural pathway and I will use that. <laughs> I feel like I'm on this great podcast right now going, oh my God, I could write this down. Um and and I just wanted to say the gypsy scholar, I loved it. I'm like, I got to coin that phrase. That is the best. I am a gypsy scholar. I wanted to talk about your website for a minute. Uh, I wanted to first tell our listeners that if you can go to Mary, www.maryshores.com, and Mary is going to uh, give us the power thought cards. I will have that link up on the Best Life Cafe for all of our listeners today. But more importantly, I went into your website last night and I signed up for your newsletter and I received, um, you know, the Ignite Your Dreams workbook. And I was so blown away by what you are offering to people for free on your website with this workbook. It is amazing. You have have uh, no idea the big smile I have right now. I love that I have this one my superpower is writing workbooks. <laughs> like, yeah. Well so my, Mary, first of all, it's gorgeous. It is so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Oh my gosh. And I the have fact to give that it's credit. Oh. My um 
My assistant, Roxanne Turvey, she illustrates mm-hmm. all of my ideas. And oh, um, wow. I love that workbook. We have another one on there called um, Dream with a Deadline. And I think we yeah, had gotten to that. Yeah, I think Ignite Your Dreams is a good one to start with because what it's going to do is going to take you through daily personal development exercises that, um, you know, I think that one of the reasons my friends call me the the Rosetta Stone of Manifestation is because so many of these teachers talk about law of attraction and they talk about it as a concept where my book is different because I am going to tell you how to manifest. Because, you know, how many people get really frustrated because they're constantly continuing to manifest all the things that they don't want. And there's reasons for that because you're, you're using your mind to manifest those things that you, that you don't want. And so my workbooks really teach you in simple, simple ways how to manifest uh, what you actually want because you're always manifesting. Right. One it just the, depends on if it's the, what you want or what you don't want. Right. So you yeah. might as well manifest yeah, the, what you want. <laughs> Amen. Well, yes. <laughs> I love the listables because, uh, you know, if I can just share with our listeners this one part of your book, I want them to go and get that because this is something that really helps you define what's important to yourself. And when you had the listables, one of the things that you said was, um, you know, list A would be to put all your concerns and worries that you can't do anything about. And then in the next exercise, when you're having them go through, you know, B is what you can do and C is all your desires. But put a picture over the things that you cannot, that you can't do anything about. One beautiful picture. And I was like, oh, my God, like that's just game changer. Like I don't need to worry about that because I think worry and concern take so much of our brain space and that when you don't think about those things, they do tend to just sort of work their way out. So I really love that part of the, of the workbook. And I just want to share that with you. Beautiful workbook. I want everyone to go out and sign up for her list and get this because you really give people a way to find out who they are in this process. And now is a really great time to, um, download that workbook because we will we're only offering those particular workbooks free for a limited amount of time and mm-hmm. so now's a really great time to get them while they are still free cuz they're they're uh, getting ready to be turned into uh coaching programs so yeah sure. grab them oh. get them all now Mary is your coaching program going to be like an online program or how is that going to work Yes, we, we're going to be having, um, we, I, I have, and even the workbooks that I have on there, I have about 10 more that I haven't even launched yet. So they'll be online, they'll be online interactive um, programs that can, people can go through, and we'll be creating them at all different levels of intensity. So I have one that's called <laughs> um, From Breakdown to Breakthrough, and it's, it's a simple five-step process of what you can do when you're in that hole. Because here's the thing, you know, we've got this, and, and I can easily, um, I, I don't want to sound offensive by this, but I think that we get too far into the positive thinking movement And I think that um, positive thinking is great, but I believe it can also lead you into trouble because people can get into this 
uh, this part where they're ignoring reality and they're not really handling things because they're they're just focused on being positive. And I don't think that that's what's meant by the positive thinking movement. However, I do have a I do have a five-step process that I wrote called From Breakdown to Breakthrough that is backed by neuroscience that is proven to increase dopamine dopamine, vasopressin, oxytocin, and um, serotonin in the brain over a long period of time when you're in acute stress. So it is for those times when, you know, you're really in that hole and you just cannot see your way out. So that's one program. Um, I've got another program that I'm developing on happiness and another one on Mm -hmm. gratitude. But just one after another, and what I'm really, really excited about now is I'm doing a 30-day law of attraction program that I'm just putting the finishing touches on. So more of these things, um, we're actually going to be launching a new website in a few weeks, and more of these things will be launched when we launch the new website. So that's why I'm saying grab these things for now while they're free, and um, you can join our Facebook group, Fearless Ambition, and share all of your progress and People like to take pictures of their workbook pages and post them in the group. I love that. Uh, and not only are you af- you're offering all of this free, the, the downloads and stuff are free, but if you sign up, you can pre-order your book and you're getting a 30% off, which is crazy. Like that's amazing. I know. I was just thinking this morning how amazing it is that you can order a life-changing book for $10.99 off of Amazon, and that actually includes shipping. I mean, because I've ordered, I've ordered books before, and shipping just alone is $4.99 if you don't get it you know, on yeah. Amazon Prime. So the fact that you can get this book, right now it's in the pre-sale period, so it's 30% off at $10.99. And... Um, I really encourage everyone to get it and support me during the pre-sale period because that's really what determines these days whether your book ends up on bookshelves or not. And yeah, that's the a whole review. other Don't world, forget after right? you read it to go back and give the review. <laughs> it's so hard because you know you have to say, please review my book because Amazon reviews are what keep you also on the list that say you should buy this book. You know. <laughs> so, I just got my first reviews in from the, um, I guess you call them people that have the advanced reader copies. I just got Uh the first three reviews in, and I really um, just about fell over with, I was just so humbled by these reviews. I had no Uh idea. I had no, you know, the impact that these teachings can make on someone really gets inside of their mind and creates those shifts that are necessary to get you to the next level. And, and the feeling of helping, you know, that one person that says, you know, if I hadn't read this, then I wouldn't have done this. Like, I know from my own personal experience, like, that feeling as a writer and an author and knowing that you're helping people change their lives, like, it doesn't really, for me personally, and I'm sure, you know, hearing you, it doesn't get better than that because that is what your mission is. And suddenly it, you come into this realization that you're doing the work you're supposed to be doing and it's helping and impacting lives. So bravo, like congratulations. Again, I really just am am so uh, happy for you to be able to do that and live your dream through the Hay House Writers Workshop, you know, bringing that forth for you. And I I encourage other people who want to write to go to that workshop or any other workshop. Mm -hmm. One of the ways that I did make that shift was – 
went I, I went to other writers' workshops. So the first writers' workshop I went to was um, at Omega Institute in New York, and it was with Cheryl Strayed, and I was there during family week. It's what I take my kids to for vacation. And, um, yeah, I mean, I remember that first day introducing myself and saying, okay, I'm here at the workshop, but I don't know how to write. And I felt like a fool, you know. I felt like everyone was making fun of me, which they actually were, but that's okay. <laughs> They're not making fun of me now. <laughs> I was just going to say, and how do you like me now? <laughs> oh, they they love it. And so, I, so I've been going back to that writer's workshop every year. But, you know, it's just that sort of – I always talk about taking action, and sometimes your action is just do one thing. Just do one thing. Take one step in a new direction, and then the next day take another step in a new direction. And so for me, you know, it was just sitting down and forcing myself to do the writing exercises in the writing workshop and, and you know, realizing that um, I can do this. I'm, I'm completely capable of it, and I'm forever grateful to Mike Dooley for showing me that. Mm, he's my oh, favorite. I love You know yeah. that. <laughs> I know. You know, Mary, that reminds me of, I remember listening to Gabby Bernstein speak one day, and she, I, and, I, and I don't know if I'm getting the, the, the facts right, but the feeling is there. And she knew that she was going to be a writer, but in her mind, I want to say it was like she had maybe an 11th grade English education, or maybe it was even 8th grade, and so her mind was saying, like, how can I be a writer, because I don't, you know, I... I I can't write. I don't know how to write. And, you know, she's written some amazing books as well. So I love that, you know, I love that piece of, you know, they, they say writers write. Like, writers write. So just if you feel like you're a writer, then write. You know, you've well, got to take the I action. You, one thing I can tell you about writers, Mary, maybe you agree with that, is we do a lot of writing in our head. I do. Like, I can write a whole blog in my head word for word and I think that one of the ways that helped me through that because you're right it's like you're always thinking these profound thoughts and they're so beautiful (laughs) in your mind until you try to put them on paper and then they don't make any sense anymore Um, but what I was doing was booking myself speaking engagements so that um, so I would I would teach a workshop and then I would record the workshop, and then I would have the workshop transcribed. And that was really helpful for me because the workshops were bringing out a lot of organic, you know, just like on our show today. We're, we're just talking organically yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know, nothing. And so you're getting a lot of raw material just from that. And so I got into a habit of really recording all of this stuff in that. Um, and, then I, and then I reverse engineered my proposal from, from that um, from those workshops. Wow. And the and the funny part of it is, so I think after the workshop, the Hay House Writers Workshop, we had seven months to turn in our proposal. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for the majority of that time, I actually was working on writing a business book. And the business book was going to be based on um, the training that I developed years ago that I've been teaching on for more than 10 years. And then really at the last minute, I had that sort of lightning hit me and it said, Mary, Hay House is not going to publish a business book. What are you thinking? You know, you need to publish in there. You need to send them something that's in their genre. And so I was able to take the steps 
from my workshop and turn them all into personal development because I'd had this secret inner desire for years while I was teaching those those customer service trainings that I really wanted to be a motivational speaker. So I was sneaking in all of this law of attraction stuff without telling anyone it was law of attraction. And it was so funny because people would come to me all the time and they would say, well, this customer service training really changed my life. How did you do that? And I just, I don't know, I didn't want to tell them that it was law of attraction, but that's exactly <laughs> what it was. <laughs> my assistant, Roxanne, calls it, um, she says, I mind jujitsu people. Ooh. I like that. Say that one more yep, time. You just, like a, it's like kind of like being that. a Jedi. You mind jujitsu people. Yeah. I love that. You, it's like you're kind of like you're stealth. You know, you, you just, just plant like, the seed. You, get in there. You, you just plant that seed, you know, like plant one little seed and you let that one little seed grow. So even if, Absolutely. you know, if if you take one thing away from today and, you know, our talk today and that one thing is cleanser clog and you look at your life six months or a year from now and you've been living by the principle of cleanser clog, everything will be different. I mean, my life is, my, I'm a completely different person than I was 10 years ago. And 10 years from now, I'll be completely different than I am now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that I have is to tell super- you, Mary, this is just, this is just, I, will you come back on our show? Because I feel like we literally, like, just touched the surface. Like, there's so much more that <laughs> I, have, like, I want to talk, talk about, about with you. Yeah. yeah. I, I know. There's so much. Say. But we just. No, we'd love to have you I, back after the book comes out for sure or right you know right when the book's coming out because that is really a very joyful time and I, I'm really excited for you for when the, you actually get that book in your hand and you're like yes you know and one of the things in your book that we didn't talk about that I really wanted to but we're going to kind of get into less time is that that you have a also an exercise that you did that was writing 100 things that you love about yourself and I oh. was like wow like that yeah we is, can uh, we can huge. yeah talk about we that can totally time. we have plenty of time to talk about that so i yeah. went i uh it was on international business or international women's day i want to say in 2015 so this was before i had the book deal you know i decided i was going to write the book and i was on a local women's radio show and i just told all the women that i wanted everyone to write 100 things that they liked about themselves and it's actually hard to do. So the exercise appears in Chapter 2 of, of the book, which Chapter 2 is really about rewriting your story and rewriting your belief systems and understanding how mm-hmm. those things have an impact on your manifestations. And so just like writing out the 100 affirmations a day, or not 100, a page, but you have to make your brain sweat to come up with 100 things you like about yourself because what's going to happen is you're going to go through about 30 or 40 superficial things. You know, like, oh, I like it that I volunteer or, you know, I like it that I have long legs or I like my hair. And those things are wonderful. Like, you, you need to put those things on the list. But it took me over a month, and when I got to the end of the list, number 99 and number 100, um, my number 99 was that I am radiant. And number 100 was I am a powerful magnetic creator. And I kid you not that after I got to number 99 and 100, everything changed in my life so fast. That very Ooh, same like day, I, yeah, I just had people coming up to me on the street. Literally, I, I was 
people would say, you're so radiant. I was at a restaurant having dinner and someone came up to me and said, you're so radiant. I was at the paint store and someone said in the parking lot, <laughs> like, you okay. look, you're such a radiant person. But, but here's my question. Why that word? Why were they using the word radiant? I mean, obviously people, right. you know, it's not unusual not to a, receive not a compliment. Not a word a lot. I get it. Yeah. But nobody in, I think I was 40 at the time, nobody had ever given me the compliment that I was radiant until I wrote it down on my list. There is some uh. sort of connecting magic that happens. And it's that, that exercise was one of the things that changed my life. And I just I want to give credit to my friend, Dave Elliott. He's a relationship coach, and he is the one who gave me that exercise. So um, I did some relation, relationship coaching with him, and he's the one that gave me that exercise. And I just really believe in it. It's such a pivot yeah, to I your really, belief it, in yourself. It really struck me because, uh, you know, one of the biggest pieces I think of being in alignment is the self-love piece. And in order to get to that self-love, you really have to, you know, acknowledge what you love about yourself and and the things that you do good and to celebrate your successes. And, and you know, as women, often many women, we, we don't do that. We sort of put our stuff down. And so I really just love that exercise. And I'm going to have to – we have three minutes left, but I'm going to move in – First, I'm going to give you a My Wayne Dyer quote, which I took from your book, which I just love. And then Carrie's going to pull a card. And if you'd like to pull a power card for us, I'd love that. Uh, So My Wayne Dyer Wednesday quote, Dr. Wayne Dyer, and it's on page 29 right now in Mary's book. And it says, connections and synchronicities are always there, whether we can spot them in the moment or not. This is a universe where there are no accidents. And I love that because that is one of my biggest beliefs in, in my life is that, you know, everything, the dots connect. And so happy Wayne Dyer Wednesday. And I love that you have that quote in your book. Carrie, you want to pull a card for us? Well, I, you know, of course there are just no accidents and we're talking to, you know, you, Mary, a beautiful manifester. And the, I, I, my favorite deck um, are the magical mermaids and dolphins from Doreen Virtue because of my connection with Hawaii and, all of that. And so the card that I picked today was have faith. And it says your Hmm. prayers are manifesting, remain positive and follow your guidance. So I just, I just love that today. Mary, can you give us a power card and leave us with, um, let's just, before we go, I want you to give us all the information where to find you. And if you could leave us with one powerful sentence, I would love that. So, okay, I'm pulling a card from my own deck, Power of Personal Creation, and the card I pulled is called The Power of Story. Uh, The story you tell yourself about yourself becomes your identity, so tell the story that connects you to the magic of life. And you can find me on any social media, so Mary Shores on Pinterest, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, and Facebook, and um, please visit our website, maryshores.com, to get all of your free swag that is available now. Yeah. And um, if you sign up for our newsletter, we send freebies out. Uh, we create new things all the time. We send something new out about once every two weeks. As a matter of fact, um, we just did this one called The Daily Desires Diary that I absolutely uh. love. So. Um, if you sign up, we'll get that one right out to you, too, because that is something you can do every day as a daily practice. 
Well, I am signed up for your list, so I'm excited to get that. I want to remind our listeners that you can pre-order Mary's book on Amazon right now for 30% off, and I strongly urge you guys to dive into this information because it's been giving me goosebumps for the last hour. Mary, I'm so grateful for you coming on to the show today, and we will definitely be connecting and having you back for sure. I love it. Great. Thank you so much. I had so much fun today. Thank you, Mary. Aloha, (laughs) everybody. Have the most magnificent day, and we will see you next week. Yay. Bye, Mary. Bye, Carrie. Thank you. Mary. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.